When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Six. It is a Friday. We are in the Toolkit Depot studio for the next two hours. Thanks to the team at Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. Save your thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au. As I say, a very good morning yep. to Scotty. Morning to you. Wow. Good morning, everybody. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm struggling today. Crisp. I'd have a, a Barocca. White Yeah, that's no, meetings. Meetings Friday. Wow, looking lunch. cool. Then off to lunch, I think. Although it's not a it's not a tie shirt, is it? Because it's got the funny tight collar. You like you couldn't do that. Well, button up. <laughs> Your head's shrunk. I can't, I can't on any of my shirts, mate. But that's... Your head has shrunk. <laughs> that's where I lose my weight first. I lose it in my head. You have. <laughs> my guts. You've lost a, a fair bit of weight. Do you I've lost a little bit? Can we have we have we got on the scale? Yeah. And what is it telling you? Seven down. Wow. Got to get a few more. Oh yeah. No but no then doubt. the weekend. Weekend pops up. I've got to get a few more. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, you've got to get a lot more. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. But Good on no, you, mate. He's cracking the whip. So it's just a dietary thing that's Yeah, yeah well, I haven't been able to exercise a lot. Yeah. So it's just eating so what have you food cut that out? doesn't taste as nice as the food I used to eat. Ha- a lot of. Help the audience, Scott. Oh, what have you cut out? Just crap. Just fast food. And Are you a fast fooder? Oh, jeez. I love McDonald's too much, though. Yeah. Friday night is McDonald's, not in my house. Back is Macca's breakfast is, is one of life's greatest oh, luxuries. Him. Yeah. Lois Lane oh, is well, bringing you in a treat. Yeah, well, since he found out that names, he's got me on the straight and narrow, he hasn't brought me any. Well, the th- fact is that you and never I'd, made a financial contribution to him bringing well, that in. F- I thought it was part of his apprenticeship. Costing him a fortune. But no, it's not. Macca's is cheap. He does drive a Mercedes Sports. Does he? Is that his out there? Well, he claims that it's his family car. Yeah. Really? Now I don't feel so bad. <laughs> Where's me bloody muffins, mate? <laughs> uh, no, no, we do, we've got a bit of work to do. Weekends are a bit of a stumbling block, but, you know, <laughs> you come good during the week. 13, 12, 55, why are we telling people to remember that number? Because today it's is the last, the last chance. chance. Last chance to get your micro share in Fernando Mick, who's running in the Sangroper at Cannington on Friday, the 14th of April. Justin from First Gagali. time ever. Yeah, Clint from Mount Nasura and Pete from East Vic Park are all going to be there. So they're going to be... And plus ones. Fed and watered, correct. So fed and watered like a greyhound. Yeah. And if Fernando Mick uh, salutes on the night, we'll give you an extra 300 bucks. Each. Cash. Each. Get some cash. Yep. Thanks, thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Here's your 300 for doing so. <laughs> and we're doing it for love. Yeah, we're paying people to hang out with us. Oh, it's, this must remind you of school. 13, 12, 55. Well, I bought the captaincy. That's right. Back at you for the fat joke. I bought the captaincy. <laughs> you are? Under 12s. <laughs> I bought the captaincy. Right. If, you tell, if you tell me you bought it with figures of knife, right? 
Uh, how'd you buy the captaincy? Okay, well, first things first, I was captain of the under-12s, and right. I did take nine for eight, seven for one, seven for none. I got the bowling average of 3.6. I've got the trophy to prove it. I also got the most outstanding performance. And when I how'd you the, buy the captaincy? And when I took the nine for eight, I actually got the run out as well. Now... The captaincy so you was... You had 10 score involvements. And I opened the batting. We won easy. Now, <laughs> the captaincy was decided by turning your back on the rest of the group. So the, so the oh. coach came out, Mr Green came out and said, right, you and you are in line to be captain and vice-captain and we want the players to vote. I hope there's no reflections. You can see the blokes not putting their hands up. It was overwhelming. Ah, oh, was it? The other bloke, and he didn't want it. No. <laughs> he said, no, no thanks. I whackety-whack-whack. Whack. I threatened to whackety-whack-whack whack if they didn't vote for me. Oh. <laughs> so anyway. And then a little financial incentive to yeah. all of them. Lollies. I'll buy a bag of lollies. Went across to Cherry's Deli, across the road, Nonslow Road near Rosalie Park. Yeah. And just we loaded up on on uh, on teeth and milk bottles and, <laughs> and, and black cats. Uh, however you get the job done. With Cherry's Deli. I did a, uh, I had to go up to for a meeting at my old school uh, yesterday. I think they're still chasing some fees. I think, I think mum and dad have, <laughs> might have just... They got you... Know, you as they moved from Les Murdy a long time ago. They've got your year 12 results if you yeah, want to see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said, we've had these checked for 30 years now and we still can't believe they're that bad. But no, I went up there and then I did a little nostalgic drive around Les Murdy and Cullamunda and just looked at my, old, my two old houses or mum and dad's old houses and went for a drive. And, you know, the things that you miss... Like, did you know that Charlie Carter's isn't there anymore? Charlie Carter. <laughs> Charlie Carter's on, on uh, Canning Road. It's not there anymore. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. It was a sad, sad time. But you get all emotional when you do that. When you have a look at your old house and you go, geez, I'm old. I really should have made better use of the easiest time of my life. <laughs> Yeah, good times. The Lesbian Carolina looking beautiful. Good morning to everyone in the hills waking up there, you lucky people. 131255 is the number you have to call. Now, for the best caller of the day or texter, uh, we've got a $100 tyre power voucher to give yeah. up away as well. So we've got prizes coming to our prize box. Get the power of Australia's biggest independent thanks to tyre power. Tyre power. Now, Scotty, the fifth major is being played as yes. we speak, of course, yep. uh, TPC uh, Sawgrass. And Minwoo Lee, our man who got into the tournament by finishing in, uh, being ranked in the top 50, is four under after a round of 68, and that included three bogeys on the back nine. That's equal fourth in the field. Ramey's at eight under, Morikawa at sevens, and Pendrith, who I don't know much Canadian about. Canadian Taylor Pendrith. Is, yeah. uh, is at five under. So, and Scheffler. And Scotty Scheffler in there with equal fourth with uh, Minwoo and a host of others. Jason Day just dropped a shot on 16. He's oh. two under, though. Cam Davis is in the clubhouse at three under. A couple of other Aussies, as I just scroll down the board, if I can, uh, that are playing. Adam Scott in the clubhouse with an even pass, 72. So solid, needs to move. Aaron Badley still playing. Uh, one <laughs> over, 73. Uh, um, I was going to mention the Kiwi, Ryan Fox. He's, uh, he finished two under with a 70, two over with a 74. And Lucas Herbert. Um, how's he going? How's he going? I've, I've put plenty on him. How's he, how's he tracking? <laughs> Do you want your money back? No, no. Was... He's eight over through 16. So he's only 16 oh shots boy. off the pace on the first round. That's all right. He can come back from that. Anyway, the, the, there, was, over. there was a special moment. Oof. The bloke by the name of Hayden Buckley did this. Yeah, I was... Starting on the left side of that tee box to really give myself a chance to throw it out right of that flag. Use that slope. Oh, yeah, it's a defend. Hopefully. Oh, my God. And we have a hole in one. I am 
so sorry for my squeak. Holy cow. <laughs> Buckets for Buckley. Buckets for Buckley. Call seven eight. Was wow. This is the famous seven eight. signature hole. The island, island hole. Yeah, the island hole that was it, 97 amateurs had a hit. The other last one on Monday, we spoke to Benny Everill about it. He was there and uh, averaged a ball a hole in the water. A tough hit. He's been 14 in the water today, the professionals. From the big boys. Aidan Buckley had this to say about his big moment. Have a listen to him. Uh, he sort of lost his memory for a moment. <laughs> yeah, I keep talking about, you know, last year I played with Shane Lowry. You mean what man, front of that man. And I remember seeing that little webs kind of land behind the hole and just fall back. It wasn't the same exact shot, but it gave me that feel. I mean, uh, usually you see that, and you're like, there's no way it's going in, right? And uh, I was kind of waiting for it to stop on the edge or do something and disappear, and it's just, I blacked out a little bit. I don't really know what I thought or felt, <laughs> but uh, it's something you dream about. He blacked out for a bit. Well, as you would. You got a hole in one? No. Close? Yeah, close a couple of times. How but, close is close, Scotty? Uh, Brookwater, I hit one, and I thought, geez, I just need that to see that drop down. Then I got down there, it was probably about five centimetres away. I've hit the pin a couple of times, but I've never, ever, ever had a hole in one. Mm. Just about everyone I know has. Yeah. You? Nah. Nah, not even close, mate. It eludes me. Justin from Kalgoorlie, Clint from Mountainous Europe, P from East Vic Park. The number you need to call very soon is 13 12 55. 13 12 55 is the number you need to call. McCafe Ice Coffee Chat, Coffee Fit for an Aussie. And uh, not too far away on this day, on the show today, Gary Lyon's going to talk footy. Gary Lyon? Yeah, I know. It's his day off. Coming on. He's coming on air show on his day off. I hate to be seeing his contract about coming on and whether that sort of gives him a bonus or something, coming on on his day off. That'll probably take him off. Five of the 42 appearances that are all entrenched in our contracts. <laughs> ben Damon talking all things boxing, main event TV host, big oh, fight on the Sunday. weekend. Huge Tim Zoo, Tony Harrison, and hasn't Tony Harrison been lipping off a fair bit? And Adam Gilchrist going to join us as well, talking Gilly. about cricket. Of course, Australia in a pretty good position after day one of the test oh, match. that? Very true. Chris says, morning, fellas. Woke up this morning to Minwoo Lee opening round with a 68 tied for fourth. Is there a better hole in golf than the 17th at TPC, says Oh, jeez, it's tough. It's be tough. Look, the 16th of the waste management is pretty cool, but that's a completely different sort of look. If you're talking pure golf, 17th at TPC is right up there. First at the old course at Wembley, solid. You've got a sort of... It's, that little dog leg left. Yeah, dog leg left. Yeah. I'm a left-hander, so it fa- helps You've got me. a fade. Yeah, got a fade. Yeah. i got a big fade. I can't draw it. Righty's a draw it around the corner. Yeah. Mine goes into the um, driving range a fair bit. Okay. When I unleash. Right. That's a long way away. And Mike's had a crack too. Hayes and Marto pulled out on this day yesterday whose segment is. Well, we know whose segment it is, Mike. So if you want to just throw some kerosene on the fire, Mike, you're doing a good job yeah, about Mike, it, mate. Yeah, Mike. Why are you trying to rile us up? You know, those blokes. Oh, I didn't even know they were on here yesterday. That's how well I'm going. It's 14 past six, 13, 12, 55 is the number you need to call. We'll keep you updated in regards to the Players' Championship, the fifth major. Just repeating, Min Woo Lee, the West Aussie, four under through uh, the first round, 68, four off the lead. Ramey leads, uh, 64. He's made 17 cuts of 44 tournaments in his career, and he's leading the Players' Championship. So, be safe to say he'll 
panic at some stage. He, he won't make the cut. <laughs> rare, rare, rare territory. Uh, good luck to him. Very much so. Hey, on this day is coming up 10th of March. Solid day today. Solid? Solid day. Really? Yeah. I haven't heard any of it this yeah, morning. Yeah, good. That's good. I reckon your sight unseen might be the good thing for you. 131255, write the number down. If you have called over the last few days to get involved in our Fernando Sandgroper competition... You've got to restart the engine. 13, 12, 55. When, Goss, when? Very soon. There's another one in the water at the 17th. There's 15 in the drink. Aaron Wise has just gone in the drink. Let's get a breakaway. Don't feel bad. It happens to everyone. (laughs) Let's get a breakaway and come back. On this day, Jason Day is on the tee. We'll tell you how he goes at the famous 17th next on Scotty Ingalls. On this day. Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. That on, it is. Give it to me. Thanks to Baron O'Day, because the little things are everything. The legend, born on this day in 1935, March 10. Happy birthday if you're celebrating. He passed away 2011. Graham Polly Farmer. Comes to the ground, picked up by you and hand passed here to Farmer. about 45 yards out on that angle, kicking from the outer end of the scoreboard goal. It looks pretty good. He's put it through. Graham Farmer, that's his second. Holly Farmer passed away in 2019, aged 83, was born on his day in 1935. Good start. I know the first one. Chuck Norris, 83 today. Because the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Texas Ranger. Yeah. What's his best movie, you reckon, Chuck Norris? Delta Force. That's where the Rangers got Missing in action. Yep. Yeah. yeah, what about Return of the Dragon back in 73? Return of the Dragon was solid. 73. <laughs> yeah. You were I was born. Dean Torrance was part of one half of Jan and Dean. Beach Boys, isn't it? It was written by the Beach Boys. Oh. Yeah, and they just went out and did their thing. Tom Schultz is 76, and we heard this song yesterday, but he was a founding member of Boston. Schultz is 76 today. That's a beauty, that. Tina Hoskins, otherwise known as Tina Charles. Still don't know her. She's 69 years of age today. Well, if you hear this song, it's her birthday today, March 10. Have a listen. Sounds like something that Barry White might have covered later, though. <laughs> Very 6 ix 65 today. Ah, oh, who can forget? In her prime, Sharon Stone. There's uh, no smoking in this building, Miss Trammell. What are you going to do? Charge me with smoking? Did you kill Mr. Boz, Miss Trammell? I'd have to be pretty stupid to write a book about killing and then kill somebody the way I described it in my book. I'd be announcing myself as the killer. I'm not stupid. But the answer's no. I didn't kill him. 
basic instinct, mm. 1992. Yeah, everyone's picturing the scene, that, that scene, right now. Nina Cherry's 59. Good morning, Good morning. Good morning. Pretty quick, yeah. Just as long as I stay, I'll be waiting. Big song, 94, two birthday today. Prince Edward's birthday today is 59. It's Edward, the forgotten prince. How seriously, who's that? Prince Edward. Hey, Edie Brickell. I don't know that name. Yeah, you'll know. Hey, was married to Paul Simon, Edie Brickell. And was famous f- for one half of this song. What I am is what I am you, what you are, oh, what? 88, next. Do you remember when Joe Silvani was? Uh, I'd like you all to welcome, please, uh, the stunning Joe Bailey. Splendor in there. Whoa! Whoa! Here comes Joe. She used to turn the boxes mm-hmm. and do the prices. She was the second up. Was she second up or third up? Victoria Nichols was the first. I reckon Victoria Nichols was Where the was first. Where was Delvine? Delvine was in there too. Don't know if Delvine would have been second. Delvine Delaney was iconic. Yeah, I think Joe. Then Joe Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Happy birthday, Joe Silvani. Exactly. 10th of March, happy birthday too to Timothy Mosley, otherwise known as oh, Timberland. Yeah. That's, got the, that's got the boys' heads moving. Boy band out there. <laughs> Three man boy band. <laughs> Robin Thick is 46 today. Oh. <laughs> Big song that. People heading off to Google the film clip. 46 today. A bit more on that song in a moment. Sure. Talk about it all you like. Lockie does a say. Thank you, Lockie, on the text. You missed Nikki Buckley. She was also on oh, it. Yes. Of Nathan's sister. She was on it. Locke locks onto it. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling locks all across Sharon Stone. He's across <laughs> Robin Thicke's uh, Blurred Lines film clip. And sale of the century. Hey, take, I'm going to take you back. I remember this day. In 1876, <laughs> this happened. Was it exciting? Alexander Graham Bell made the first phone call and his, he rang his assistant, John Watson, and I remember his quote. He said, Watson, come here. I want to see you. Really? And that, that was, was the first words he spoke on the correct. phone. And that was three it's days like after. Real demanding type stuff. Three days after he painted the telephone. Really? Marvin, That's his first words. He could have said something a bit more profound. He said it yeah. been bossy. Watson, come here! That's how he said it. He said, come here! No, I want to see you. No, that's how I would have said it. Yeah. <laughs> Marvin Gaye's family was given $7.3 million after a jury voted unanimously that Robin Thicke, T.I. and Farrell Williams had copied oh, no. the late Marvin Gaye song, Gotta Give It Up. So this has got to give it up. So they reckon that this song... Was the takeoff of this song? 
Yeah, I'm not sure about that. How much they get? Before you play it, it's just merging together. I'm starting to see it. 7.3 million. There it is on this day. Happy birthday. If you're celebrating a birthday, March the 10th today. Okay. 13.12.55, if you want to join in. 13.12.55, to come on air or put yourself in the running for a last chance at going to the Greyhounds on the 14th of April with us as we watch Fernando Mick do Fernando Mick stuff. Evergreen stuff. We'll pay for you to go. We'll pay for you to drink and eat. We'll also give you a chance to win some cash. Give us a call, 13.12.55, and let's take you back over the last couple of days of the people who have entered our competition. This is a step back in time with our callers who have entered the competition (laughs) for Fernando Mick. The old boy, the evergreen warrior, Fernando Mick, led by seven lengths to baby JC, and then Captain Larry, but it is all Fernando Mick. He is a mile in front of the Australian Cup, but he's going to bolt it in. Fernando Mick won it by four, beating baby JC. Hey, Scotty, this is exciting. Thanks for ringing. Oh, thank you for putting uh, the contest on. It's, uh, yeah, it sounds like I'm having a lot of fun. Let's go to the goldfields, Scott. Yeah, Justin's up there. You there, Justin? Yep, I'm here. I can hear you. You're ready to make the trip to Cannington, mate, to uh, watch Fernando Mick do his business? Oh, uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, make a trip down the, uh, down the hall, which is uh, no problem for us. Terry is called in from Bustleton. Hey, Terry, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we? You're one of the eight-box sort of guy, Terry. <laughs> Hey, Clint, good morning. Uh, are you a greyhound person? Morning. Do you know much about the dogs? Grew up in Cannington, so I spent many a night for the greyhounds. <laughs> and um, my mum used to look after Gary the Guru, who used to have a lot to do with the tipping. Yes. And Linda, so, I yeah. saw Gary the Guru. Ryan's online giving us a call. G'day, Ryan. Good morning, boys. How you going? You're a greyhounds man. Yeah, I'm good at losing. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, and eight. One, three, and five. I chuck any collection in there, and I just I enjoy a beer and losing my money. Ah, uh, good stuff. Well, you've got a chance. You <laughs> so might if be Ryan gets up, I'll say, who you're backing? And I'm going to go right against it. Gavin from Lansdale is online. Gav, good morning. Morning, Jim. Hey, do you see Lockie Reed walking around Lansdale? That's his neck of the woods. Um, my boys play footy together, our son and his son. I can see him at the footy going full Demir Dockage. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like to say that's the case, but that's probably more me than Lockie. Oh. <laughs> hey, Larry, good morning. How are you, guys? Yeah, Sorry. yeah you sound pumped hey, up. You, you sound a bit despondent, stop, Larry. You've got, you've got to stop rubbishing the garlic munches, guys. <laughs> I was at that game. Oh. You didn't steal a footy from behind the goals and stick it on your jump. No, and no, no Larry. I wish I had. <laughs> yeah, a couple of callers just over the courseway in uh, Shepparton Road, East Victoria Park. Uh, Brad, hello, Brad. G'day, mate. How are you going? I actually haven't been to the new track yet, so... Good stuff. Come check it out. Let's stay in East Vic Park. Pete's there. G'day, Pete. Just on my way to work. That was my son you were just talking to. Oh. Real clever. Susan's in Bustleton. Morning, how are you? Susan, do you like the dogs? <laughs> I do. I've never actually been to the Greyhounds, but I do watch them regularly because I do have a couple of, you know, nags that run around pretending to win every now and then. <laughs> Boozer from Harris Smith. Morning, Boozer. What's in Harris Smith? Not much. Not much. Cricket club, golf club, and a closed pub at the moment. Shane's in Mundajong. G'day, guys. G'day, Scotty. How are you, Shane? Mate, when are you going to come good with that bet we had about the Eagles finishing last? <laughs> Remember you said you tipped the Eagles to finish last, and I rang up and we had a bet that was a cartoon. Tim will remember. He'll never forget.
Uh, just a small sample. That's turning to me now. Uh, Shane is asked, I'll put 50 bucks, and we're going to put it on Fernando Mick on the night, and whatever yeah. gets up, we'll donate to charity. Ronald McDonald House. Ronnie Mac House. Justin from Kalgoorlie, Clint from Mountain Asura, Pete from East Vic Park are already through. They're going to join us at the Greyhounds April 14 to get a piece of Fernando Mick. So far, John, Ryan, Scotty, Gavin and Mike have all given us a call. 13 12 55, you've still got a chance. Call now, your last chance mm. to get to the Greyhounds on us. We'll feed you, we'll drink you and you can walk away with some cash if Fernando Mick wins the half million dollar sand groper. That number again, 13 12 55, your last chance is now. Yeah, absolutely. 13, 12, 55. Keep calling. You put yourself in the running. Even if you don't get to where, you still go in the draw. Yeah. Someone will be coming to the Greyhounds with us and joining Justin, Clint and Pete, who are already going. Oh, we forgot another one. Mike suggested Elise Platt. You forgot yeah, about Elise yes, Platt Elise on Sale of the Century. So Victoria Nichols, Elise Platt, or Elise Platt, Victoria Nichols, Nikki Buckley. Um, Where's Delvine? Delvine's in there early. He's early days. Early, early yeah. days. She yeah. might have been Nikki second. Buckley. First. Joe Bailey. Yeah, Joe Bailey. And then uh, a couple of uh, tryhards who didn't quite make it. Oh. Rightio. Hey, let's hear the calls. Monty's from Pemberton has given us a call. And hey, Monty, uh. good morning. Morning. How are you? Hey, Monty, you're clearly. Are you listening on the SEN Spirit this morning or are you listening on the app, Monty? Uh, listening on the app. Normally, I listen on the podcast because where I work, the reception's pretty bad and so is mobile. Ah, uh, very good. Hey, Monty. Appreciate the dedication, Monty. We do, Monty. <laughs> now, Monty, yeah. when was the last time you went to Greyhounds at Cannington? I haven't actually managed to make it there, but I have a weakness for throwing money away with <laughs> beer on a Friday night. <laughs> Man, half your own heart. So, I haven't been to Cannington either. And the new, the new one, track there new as well. Sensational. I'm not sure. I still haven't had clarification if we're invited or not. You're right. We'll we're make going. it. Hey, mate, if, we, if, if Justin, Clint, Pete, and maybe Monty are going, we will get there. Monty, you, Monty. You're in the draw. Jamie's listening down in Bunbury. Jamie, good morning. Morning, guys. How are you? Mate, we're going strong. You like the dogs, Jamie? Yeah, yeah, I do like the uh, dislikers. They're good fun when you're. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and it's over It's over real quickly. And you know if yep. you're successful or not real, real quickly. Have you been to Cannington? Uh, I have been when I was younger. My dad had a business across the road there for many years. And I used to <laughs> cruise over there when I was younger. Fantastic. Right, oh, you're in the draw, yeah, Jamie. Good luck to you. Down in Bunbury. Now we go Corey from Wanneroo. Morning, Corey. Yeah, mate. Mate, I'm going real strong. How are you going? So are you a fan, fan of the Greyhounds? Yeah, mate. Right on. Where are you right now, Corey? On Wanneroo Road. Passing Wanneroo. On the hands free. You guys, it's all right. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Corey, you're in the draw, great man. Thank you for listening to our show as well. There's uh, three more. Monty in Pemberton. Don't we, we reach far and wide, do we not? Absolutely. Hey, it's a good podcast to catch. I said, that's Monty Smart. That's smart. That's smart listener. Bad reception at work? Yeah, because Pemberton, he probably works up at the top of the tree. Have you climbed that tree? No, I went to the first corner. That was as far as I could go. Because you know what? We did go, Rosedale Primary School, with Jamie Armstrong and I. We went and we got a photo of us at the first, about the first three rungs. Yeah. 
go back down, had the photo, look like we were going to climb like it. Done it. We waited three hours because Lee Rimmer went upstairs and tied up, and then she got frightened and couldn't come down. They had to get the SAS to all the SAS no. to come and save her. Lee. I've, Lee. Come on, Lee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they all glossed a tree off. My friends saw it a few years ago before we were locked out of this joint, and um, the kids climbed up, went, well, no, no, they got around the, the bend yeah. and went, nah. Have you seen people try and come down while someone's trying to go yeah. up around them? Mate, there's no, no, there's no, no net or anything. There's no sign that says, Oi, stupid, you want to climb this? You do it at your own risk. Fair income. Anyway, time to do this. Sports update time. Don't forget, tyre power voucher up for grabs $100. In fact, we're going to give a tyre power voucher away to one of our lucky losers who has called in for the Greyhound competition. So we'll draw two out of the hat then. We'll draw the first one out will be the winner of the last micro share in Fernando Mick. Correct. And the, we'll draw a second one out for the tyre power voucher. Tyre power, get the power of Australia's biggest independent. Chris Clafunas is in the studio. We've got a very busy show. We've got to get through because we've got Ben Damon waiting for us to talk about Tim Zoot, yes. Gary Lyon and Adam Gilchrist. Yes, good morning. Osman Kawaja registered his first test century in India uh, and his 14th overall yesterday as Australia finished on four for 255. It was great to see Cam Green is in there, not out on 49 at the moment at Stumps. So good to see Cam Green performing. Now, Robert Glendenning and Robbie Perkins... Champions. They both blasted three run homers to lead Australia to a stunning 8 7 victory over world number four South Korea in the World Baseball Classic over wow. Japan. Get around the Aussies in baseball. Who are they again? Their third ever at the World Baseball Classic. The third ever win. Uh, Rob Glendening and Robbie Perkins. Sensational. Know, Rob, Robbie Glendening. And uh, in the Europa League overnight, Arsenal and Sporting played out to a 2 0 draw and Manchester United beat Real Betis 4 1. And you boys have been keeping a close eye on the players. Of course, Min. Wu Lee fished strongly. And a guy called Sue, S-U-H, is charging. He's five under through 12. The sewer. (laughs) The sewer. You put a H in front of it, it's ha. You put a what in front of it? You put a H in front of it. Good recovery. That's almost a non-workable issue with me. (laughs) You You and I would not share a studio if you didn't fix that. Do you know what? Oh, every time I say H, you roll your eyes. And I can't work with someone who's going to roll their eyes all the 21 time. 21 away from 7. Can we not go there? Stop 16 it. degrees. $100 tyre power voucher. Up for grab tyre power. Get the power of Australia's biggest independent. We have not closed the phones off for the Greyhound competition. Still there? Still a chance? 13, 12, 55. So far today, Johnny, Ryan, Scotty, uh, Gav, Mike, Larry, Justin, Clint, Pete's already going. Monty, Jamie and Corey came to where. You do not have to come to where. All you no, have to shy. do is call 13, 12, 55. And we will, before 7 o'clock, draw the last entry into Fernando Mick, the micro share in the Night of the Greyhounds with us. It's 20 to 7. Ben Damon joins us next, talking all things Tim Zoo. Words if you've got any left for Tim Zoo. Um, Tim. Timothy. Um, Tim. Timothy. Tim. Timothy. I told you, Timothy. Oh, I know Timothy's not his name, but for me to call somebody Tim is like his nickname. That means I would know him more. That's my boy. He ain't my boy yet. You know what I'm saying? It's my full name, bro. Tim. Tim. Timothy. Tony Harrison. If he wanted to upset him, he should have asked him about his dad. (laughs) You've done that. (laughs) 
Tim Zhu and Tony Harrison. Of course, big fight on the weekend. Of course, Kudos Bank Arena in Sydney. And one man who was in the thick of the action yesterday and will be in the thick of the action on the weekend is Ben Damon. Of course, of course, Ben joins us on the show talking all things boxing, main event TV host. Hey, Ben, that was pretty feisty yesterday. There's a little bit of taunting going on from our man Harrison. Oh, yeah, he's been great, Tony Harrison. He's been feisty uh, through the whole build-up of this. And, uh, yeah, he went with the Timothy thing. He's been doing that quite a bit. He started calling me Benji as well. So, uh, <laughs> he's, he's turned on you too, Ben. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's brilliant. He's, he's great value. I'm actually driving to the press conference um, as we speak, so I'm sure there'll be some more fun and excitement for us today, but he is just the ultimate uh, fight seller, and he, he means all of it. He's a really colourful, entertaining character, and it's great to have him here, a former world champion, taking on the star of Australian boxing and Tim Zhu this Sunday. I tell you, there's a fair size difference too. How do you, like, when you have a look at them next to each other, uh, Harrison has got him covered and obviously kilos and reach. How do you see it playing out? We had Tim Zoo on the show last week, got a week, but last week, and uh, he said, I'm going to knock him on his backside late. Yeah, well, they're both weigh in the same amount, but uh, he's certainly a lot taller as Tony Harrison. He's a lot longer. He's got more reach. He's got a really good jab, so his lead left hand is... Uh is an outstanding punch. A lot of people have struggled with it, and uh, he uses it to great effect, not just to keep people away, but also with a bit of power on it. So he's a really strong boxer. He is world-class, and he's won a world title. He's the only man ever to beat Jamel Charlo, who has all the uh, legitimate belts in the super welterweight division. Tim Zhu, he's the fighter on the rise, undefeated, obviously, and uh, he is mandatory challenger for Charlo. But instead of waiting for that fight... He said, I'll take on the next best thing, the only man ever to beat him in Tony Harrison. It's a very risky fight. Mm. Uh, if he loses, everything goes away. But uh, he sees it as a, a fight that he wins. He says that he knocks him out. And by doing so, if that were to happen, that is a huge statement in global boxing because Tony Harrison is right at the very top of the tree. And um, Tim Zhu can prove to the whole world that he well and truly deserves his position in global boxing if he were to do something like that. Four and a half inches, Goss, is the that's height a, and reach difference. That's it's a solid. significant. It's significant. Um, Tim Zhu's preparation, has it been absolutely A1? It has. It's been long, if anything, because he was meant to fight late January against Charlo, but uh, Charlo broke his uh, hand. So he was up for a long, long time, but I watched him last week during one of his final training sessions. He went for two and a half hours doing some really gruelling old-school stuff, and that's the way that he trains, much like his father, Kostya, did uh, really working on his boxing strength. And after two and a half hours in a really hot gym, he just wiped himself off with a towel and said, all right, let's uh, have a chat on camera. I said, ain't you going to keep sweating? He said, no, that's me now. I'm done. Uh, I could go around and do that again. He is just in uh, unbelievable, Nick. I've never seen him uh, training this hard and looking this good. So he has gone to a whole new level. He's more motivated than ever. He knows he's on the big stage now. This is not just a, a massive event here in Australia, but it's live on Showtime in the US. So he uh, is in for the fight of his life, Tim Zoo, and he's prepared accordingly. So, uh, yeah, he'll do everything he possibly can in that ring on Sunday. We just have to wait and see if it's enough against a world-class boxer like Tony Harrison. No, we really, you really shouldn't underestimate just how much is at stake here for Tim Zhu? It's, it's enormous. But Ben, they both sat with you for the, the old traditional fight week face-off and you've uh, sat through many of those and there is always, you know, huff and puff and that sort of stuff. Is there anything you see in those face-offs that gives you some sort of indication where they both sit mentally? Yeah, you always get a good indication. Uh, generally, uh, you don't have to do too much or orchestrating. Uh, they're ready to go and it's such a tense 
uh, moment where they're just sitting there in front of each other and I play games with them like walk off and just leave them there or you know uh, <laughs> I bring one in late or, or, or something and, and often have jibes at one or the other there's always some sort of in banter that's been going on between me and the fighters during fight week so you can try and get under their skin see what happens and uh, in this one you just you just saw them for who they are and who they are in fight week Tony Harrison's a character he's an entertainer and he's so confident he just thinks I think he genuinely thinks boxers from Detroit are just going to be better than boxers from Australia. He just doesn't <laughs> see how he gets beaten by an Aussie boxer, whereas Tim Zhu, he's so cold at the moment. He is uh, talking some really nasty stuff about what he wants to do to Tony Harrison. He he really wants to hurt him and, and make an example of him. And, uh, yeah, he, he has just got that really nasty zoo streak. They're all all nice and uh, everything, uh, but when you really annoy or um, taunt a zoo, they do turn on you, and, and he's well and truly turning on Tony Harrison. And they go into fight mode. Ben Damon, our guest, yeah. main event TV host, Big fight on Sunday morning, our time, Zoo versus Harrison. I'm always intrigued by the hangers-on, the, the entourage. <laughs> um, has Harrison got a big entourage? And is there always Looks one? Looks like a bloke would have a big entourage. Is there always one in the entourage, normally a short person, who normally has a bit to say and a sort of uh, gets ahead of themselves knowing full well that, you know, he's got some... Like Turtle. Yeah, <laughs> little Turtle. Uh, Eric. Has Harrison got an entourage to, to note? Yeah, he's got a, an entourage, but they've all been pretty nice, to be honest. Uh, nice. We've been getting along very well with them. There is usually one or, or sometimes yeah. half a dozen who are a bit disagreeable. <laughs> but, uh, no, Harrison's crew are, are all nice as pie, and he's got some legends there as well. He's brought over Sean Porter, uh, former two-time welterweight uh, world champion. He's got Alicia Baumgartner, um, one of the best female boxers in the world who ha- he happens to train. She's the undisputed world champion at super featherweight. He's got his brother here who trains him at the moment and a bunch of others as well. So... Yeah, no, uh, no dramas in that regard, and I don't think he needs them because he's the sort of guy who can hold court in any room. Really, he uh, doesn't mind a chat with absolutely anyone, and uh, he's always very entertaining and and happy to speak his mind. So um, he doesn't require any of uh, any of those uh, usual people to to do his bidding for him. He is uh, he's out here enjoying himself and and very intent on winning this fight. Hi, right, Ben. Put it out there, mate. Tell us Tim Zoo can get this done. I really think he can. Um, do you believe that he wins? Look, I think he can win for sure. Oh, I think it's going to be a fight where he will be in the early stages at least uh, trying to figure out Tony Harrison. He's never seen anything like this. He's mm. never seen someone of this skill and this class. So I think that Tim Zhu is going to need to solve a puzzle in the form of Tony Harrison, but I think that he can do that. And I think we'll probably get to a point a few rounds in and go, oh, this is a bit of a problem here, Harrison. But then I think just that preparation, the drive of Zhu and that nasty streak that I talked about will come to the fore. And I think the later we get into the fight, the more it will turn in the favour of Zhu. And I think that he will win the fight but I wouldn't be at all surprised if he doesn't. It's just a, a really outstanding uh, matchup between two people uh, with vastly different styles at vastly different stages of, uh, you know, vastly different reputations overseas and through the boxing community, and that's why it's so fascinating. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Tim Zhu will win, but, gee, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Harrison... Uh, 
gets himself in a position to fight Jamel Charlo for a third time. Tim Zhu, Tony Harrison, it'll be on main event. Ben Damon's going to be in the thick of the action press conference about to start uh, this morning, and I'll Ben be will glued. be there. Hey, appreciate your time, Benny. Enjoy it. It's going to be massive on Sunday. Huge day for Tim Zhu, and let's hope he does the job. Yeah, can't wait for, for Sunday. Looking forward to calling all the action. It's going to be a really special fight, so enjoy it. You're a good, Thanks, good ben. man. Thanks, Benny. Thanks for taking time out for us. Ben Damon, main event TV boxing expert and commentator. A break. We'll come back. We're going to pick our last chance winner. Going to the Greyhounds to see Fernando McDewey sing April 14 and a tyre power $100 voucher for a runner-up over the last few days. Get the power of Australia's biggest independent. If you're in the draw, you have a chance to go. If you don't go, you could get the tyre power voucher. That is next, 13-12-55. Thanks to Fleet Network, WA's Novated Car Leasing Specialists. After 7 o'clock, Gary Lyon's going to join us, and we are going to hang on before we draw. Oh, you teaser. Yeah, I know, but we've still got... Got a hat full of names here. We have. Everyone who's entered the competition over the last couple of days is in the draw. And even Monty and Jamie and Corey who came on. But Justin, Clinton, Peter are already going to the Greyhounds. We're going to get a news away. Gary Lyon's going to join us, and then we will have the draw. For Fernando Oh, Mick, you're killing me. The micro share is 7 o'clock. Thanks to Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Car Specialist. Feel the freedom of a Novated Car Lease with Fleet Network. Four under, 68. He's four off the lead at the Players' Championship. Ramey leads eight under. Morikawa, Penrith, Sue, Scheffler. Homer is Homer is even par after 17. Maxi Homer. Our attention turns to footy very, very shortly. Of course, the season starts next Thursday night. One man will be across it all. And today's Friday, is it? Today's Friday. It's Friday, isn't it? Don't tell me it's Thursday. It's Friday. We've had a long weekend, but is it guaranteed today is Friday. I wasn't sure this bloke worked on a Friday. Gary Lyon. What... what is going on? Gary, good morning. Well, preparation, preparation. That's why I have to take a bit of extra time off just to make sure I have enough hours in the day. Mate, you are feet up on the couch watching the golf, no doubt. That is 100% correct. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Gary, thank you for joining us. We're very privileged to have you on, and we we, we listen to you on the drive-in Tuesday to to Thursday. Good contract, that. Hey, Gary, um, (laughs) you're excited about the season, more so excited. Let's just put the Melbourne hat on briefly, that Melbourne are certainly in the window, and and getting Brodie Grundy is just an incredible recruiting work by the team uh, for the season ahead. I'm excited about the footy, um, 100%, because there's, there seems to be so many life chances, Melbourne being one of them. And, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm excited about Brodie Grundy. I'm as excited about Lockie Hunter um, that comes into this side. Um, this is a side that have had issues with connection, particularly going forward. You know, if you've listened to me bang on about it you know, on the radio and Fox over the journey there, they just had so much of the footy going inside 50, they just used to make a meal of it. And um, you, you recruit for need. And Lockie Hunter presented himself for whatever reason. And you know, in the short space of time, we've seen that he's going to help address that issue. So yeah, I think the Demons are in pretty good shape. And you can tell, guys, too, uh, when players are not playing for their lives or playing 
they're trying to get respect back. Uh, they try in the preseason. Now, a lot of players don't try that hard, but Loyana has looked okay, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, he's looked magnificent. But, again, we, we temper it with the practice match thing. But you're right. I mean, when you go to a new club, um, yeah, Scotland, let's uh, be honest, <laughs> you've affected this. Um, no, I know a little you, bit about it. <laughs> if you're trying to win the respect of your teammates, first and foremost, then everything I hear you know, hasn't put a foot wrong, trained really hard, worked really hard, um, immersed himself in the joint and... When you go to a strong club, you know, a strong list where, you know, you need them more than they need you, um, it probably does put that pressure on you. And there's a whole heap of players that are going to be unlucky when that round one team comes out because, you know, depth-wise right now, they're in really good shape. So, um, no, it's, it's it's good. But they're one of, as I said, you know, one of a whole handful of gr- uh, clubs that are genuinely thinking they're a chance this year. Uh, I reckon before every season, there's all, there's generally one that most people agree on that, his premiership favourite. I reckon this season's probably the hardest one to find a standout, Gaz. I agree with that. Um, I, don't, I never go and tip a reigning premier to go back-to-back. Um, if they do, then good luck to them, because mm. that means they're one of the great modern-day sides. The Cats could do it, of course, but I just think it's really hard to come back up again. So, um, you know, can Collingwood maintain the rage? Um, yeah, can Melbourne get themselves sorted again? Brisbane, is it their time? The Swans, young list, only going to get better. You know, they're all golden thing that we saw in a practice match. Is that indicative of the improvement to come from within? No, no. And Richmond think that they're a chance. Carlton reckon they're going to be there knocking on the door. The Dockers, you know, they think they're up and about. So I'm wrong with you, Scotty. I I can't remember, like, a a year when there's so many. You can make a case for so many. So there's a double edge to this question, and and you talked about Fremantle, you know, make a case for Fremantle, and we make a case that they'll make the eight. But Tim Wispy Watson, well, I don't know whether he had prepared properly his top eight or whether he was just shooting from the uh, from the hip. Could you believe that he didn't tip Fremantle to make the eight? They are Monty's to make the eight. One of the great footy analysts is the Wisp, but I don't think he put a hell of a lot of work into his top eight. And St Kilda in there too. St Kilda. I think I might have just dropped that on him uh, in an ad break. So I'm not going to hold him to it, but um, I think he realised when he said St Kilda going in that he had to put one out and uh, (laughs) went to throw. But they've got a bit of work to do. They're not a lay down. They've got got work to do. I mean, and hopefully naturally. Well, Gary's... Uh, They've got to be able to fix their scoring half or the fourth yeah. half up, I reckon. That's right. And they're very much a control footy club. When, they, when they're in control, when they've got the ball in their hand, um, you know, when, they, when they're marking the footy, they, they have great success. But when they lose control, um, they've got work to do. Hey, Gaz, I heard you talk to Jeremy Cameron, I'm pretty sure, on your show during the week. And what a wonderful story. And, and, and Jeremy Cameron, uh, I saw the arrival of a, a, a trailer load of oh, sheep he's or goats. He's very, very good. Um, Gary, he talks about, you know, Reece Stanley, Tom Hawkins, a couple of other boys, uh, Johnny Segler's all got properties and stuff. Do you think that's a genuine thing? I mean, I know you live out, you've got a property out in the middle of uh, the sticks as well, and so is Wispy and a few others. Is that, a, is, that, is that significant in regards to probably what a football club is is doing. I mean, even someone like a Paddy Dangerfield doesn't live in the heart of Melbourne, but that seems to be a blend of of great balance in life away from footy, that they're not so entrenched in busy traffic and and, and footy smarts all the time. It seems to have rubbed off on Geelong. No, I don't think that's a, um, a myth. I think that's a fact. Um, we're going to talk to Chris Scott on the couch on Monday night and we'll ask him about this, but 
Well, I've spoken to a lot of the Geelong boys, um, and you know, my partner Oscar Brownless was there for a few years, and Chris Scott's quick meeting and, and out. He doesn't. And whilst we live in a professionalism, um, he encourages boys to you know when they're when they're down times down, they don't want anywhere near the footy club now. That might just coincide with the fact that he, you know, has that got a list of players that are, you know, can coach themselves at this stage of their careers. And maybe, you know, if you're a younger group, it can be a bit different. But there's no question that they, you know, they they have got the balance absolutely right, and it works for them. And um, you know, as opposed to other clubs, perhaps in a, in a quest to try and get better, just keep pounding their players and have them at the club, and you wonder about you know freshness and all those sorts of things. For our listeners, a lot of them uh, were up early, Gaz, and listening to you and yes, uh, and Tim. Do, not, uh, not this morning. Yeah, not, not this morning. No, they, they sleep in on a Friday. No, they wait for us to come on on a Friday. But I'm um, kingy and corn. But, um, mate, where have you got West Coast and Frio? Where have you see? Where do you see their seasons going? Where have you got them sitting? Yeah, we, we've been. We've been. Not, I wouldn't say hoodwinks, but we've been so light on the West Coast of the Eagles. And what they were able to bow yeah, their output last year, they won two games. I had to keep, I had to keep going back over and over, and looking at that record. I, and, and trust me, I was at a club. We were in, the, in our worst year. We won two games. The ramifications for us at that time was merger, fold. Um, you know, <laughs> the world, the sky was falling. In. That, that's what happens when you lose. When you only win two games for the year. Now I don't know. I haven't heard any of that, maybe because they're such a powerful club and they've got that much money that there's never any question about that. But heat and pressure on West Coast Eagles. A two-win season, that's just extraordinary. And, you know, they, 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 I'm looking at my stuff. You know, this is the weekend where you go deeper into your... From a champion data point of view, one player improved himself last year on that Eagles list. One. His name's Tom Barras. Yeah, he was and on, their, on their ratings, everyone else went backwards. Well, he had to improve, That's though, because the ball was always in his area, Gaz. That is true. That <laughs> is true, too. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I, always, I, mean, I, I never profess to understand totally what's going on for non-Victorian clubs. You can't go watch them train. You don't have the same sort of intel and relationships that we do with some of the Melbourne-based clubs. But you boys would need to tell me that there'd need, there'd need to be some sharp improvement. I know, I know they're down through a period, but a two-win season puts them down with the worst teams in recent time, and that's just not the West Coast way. I'm not the West Coast Eagles team that I've known since I've been in the competition. Yeah, Mentality's be always been my biggest issue with West Coast, the, the way they lose, and I reckon there's been a, a shift in the mentality and the mindset at West Coast. I expect them to be a lot better this year. Good. I'm glad. They need to be. Hey, well, has Ross Lyon, will Ross Lyon dodge a bullet with the hardcore media in Melbourne about this uh, Forks pate that he got away with, uh, you know, in the coach's box and got in the wrong hands and in the blame game and he's come forward and Jack Steele said, oh, he's gone up in my estimation because he came forward and told us what he said about us and all blue, blah, blah. In fact, he may have even played the video or the audio uh, to the playing group. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, well, is Ross Lyon starting from behind the eight ball now? I mean, it's pretty damning what if it's true what you know, he may have said about some of his own team. I doubt whether it'd be any different to what he's what most coaches would be guilty of saying in a coach's yep. box. I've been I've been in plenty um, over my time, you know, injuries, and you go back and geez, um, and I'll be dare say the same things would have been said about me at times when you know when I wasn't doing what I was told. They're no place for the faint-hearted. They're a closed box. He's a closed shop, and um, 
there would be every coach that's ever coached would shudder at the thought of you know a, a, um, a tape of what they've had to say in that coach's box getting into the public domain. So non-event for me, sausage. It's a non-event. Um, if he's addressed it with the players and they're happy with it, then. No, I don't think it's a big deal at all. Uh, I said that. I said that yesterday. Too. What's said in the box? Most of the coaches don't even remember what they say in the box anyway. I mean, I, I sat in the box next to Sheed once and Sheeds and got and got abused for something that happened in the game. He had a crack at me for it. And I was sitting next to him in the box. So, uh, that was that was our relationship. Hey, guys, I'm a bit concerned about about Tim, who's one of the nicest human beings you'll you'll ever meet. Uh, he's always cool, calm, and collector. You've you've ruffled him a few times this week. Is he getting angrier? Uh-huh. He's 61, Scotland. <laughs> if you don't understand that, he's, uh, he's and I need to be cognizant of that. Um, uh, he's, um, I love him. He's, uh, he's one of my all-time favourite people. I feel privileged to go to work with him, but he, he has, has his moments. He has his senior moments. He's getting grumpy. He's getting grumpy in his senior years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't think I've ever seen him. I know I have. I've seen him seriously grumpy once. Um, that was a long, long time ago. I, 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 I beg, your, beg your pardon twice. He's, he's an unruffled, laid-back cat. Yeah. Very, very, very casual, cool man, and um, I love working with him. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, uh, great he's, he's great listening. He's great listening. He's have a year with him. He's one of the dry, funny people. Uh, I reckon he's one. That he, 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 a lot of what he says goes over a lot of people's heads. Uh, does Tim Watson? Hey, do you, is he a part owner of Anavisto who goes around in a, a Group One on the weekend at Rosie? So we'd like to. <laughs> I'm get not to the sure bottom. if you're aware that Anavisto is running at, at Rosie on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. A bit of race horsing at Rosie. That's right. I've never spoken more about horse racing in our, in our life. He's an official. Non-financial, non-commissioned <laughs> owner of Anavista. Got nothing to do with the horse. It sounded, yeah, like, he's, it sounded like he was ninety percent. Yeah, it sounds like he's riding it. <laughs> so much so that Mick, Mick Price included him in, in the trainer's report uh, that he sent out to the owners. <laughs> But it's uh, racing in the Group 1 Coolmore, yes. and uh, they're very, very confident on Saturday. Uh, $5.50 last time I looked. Correct. And um, they think it's a very, very good chance. Oh, nice work okay, by you. To him. Uh, and just the last one, Corn. Corn's uh, riding for the um, the age. I'm led to believe it's been announced. He's got a column in the age, uh, Kane Corn. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. He needs to do more work. <laughs> he's not. Yeah, he's not upsetting enough people in Adelaide and Western Australia with his columns here or Melbourne. So he's just going to try and get the whole gamut of people that he can <laughs> really tick off. We don't hear enough from him. We don't uh, see him or hear enough. So I'm, I'm pleased that he's got a bit more exposure. Old Corn. Ah, very good. <laughs> hey, Gary. It all starts next Thursday, mate. Uh, as much yeah, as you who's do- winning it? You too quickly before you go. Brisbane. Yeah, we got Brisbane up there, but I just I'm not fully convinced about finals footy. But I think their inclusions uh, in, in the, on their list really help them. So I'm, I'm going to go out there with Brisbane, yeah, but Brisbane. with no confidence, as I said earlier, I guess. Yeah. Fair enough, I like it. I'll write it down so that I can bring it back up. <laughs> <laughs> One of hey, those blokes. Hey, appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you on the Fox, mate, and um, and we look forward to chatting throughout the year. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it on a Friday because we know you don't yeah, work. Enjoy your day off. Cheers, mate. Good on you, mate. There he is, uh, Gary Lyon, joining us. Uh, you know what we talked Good about? Guess. Yeah, fairly relaxed there. We did, and he didn't want to go down the Ross Lyon path with his, his brother. Oh, he didn't want to talk about his brother too much, and I understand tried. that. I tried to get him to fire up. <laughs> but I will, we, we came across some audio. The boys are going to get it up for us uh, very, very shortly, is that um, Ron Barassi 
at quarter time yeah. speaking to Daryl Sutton, who played one of the famous Swan Districts for yeah. many years. That's... Ross Glendinning is in the background, and Ross Glendinning's going, "What are you saying?" <laughs> Ross is like, "Please don't look at me. Please He's don't look at me." He's had a go at every single teammate. Here it is. Here's have a listen this to this old for school. An, have a listen to this for an outburst. You've got the bloody football game beaten. You've come down here not concentrated. The out towards the Carlton small man. You stay back with your man. You could have got to the Carlton small man, but I know I'm going to protect myself. I don't want to break down bad, Daryl, but to me, it's probably the cost you're bloody not switched on properly. Now you get over and try and mind the bloody forward pocket, okay? Stephen, you go to centre half back and you go to full back. You weren't anywhere near that bloke. They're playing four yards from him. And he's a good lead, and it comes out from the bloody back line very well. Keith, you've done a typical bloody thing. The ball's gone over. Oh, I couldn't come back near me. You could have run and intercepted that first goal, or second goal, what it was. And you probably don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? That's bloody right. Now, if you both think I'm stirred up, you're bloody right. You're bloody right. If you are bloody fierce in your desire to do it right, you do it. Now, let's not have a bloody forward line do well, and that bloody back line play This is too big a match, and too much money at stake for your bloody be like that. Yeah, love it. That was me. That was audio of me coaching the Kensington Flemington under 11s. Uh, I was pretty forthright with it. Imagine doing that to a group now. There'd be four blokes in tears. And they'd be walking off. Oh, and be playing with 14. Calling their lawyers <laughs> and going straight to the the uh, the coterie rooms where the committee sit and demanding someone remove the coach. McCafe, iced coffee, coffee fit for an Aussie. i tell you what we'll also find before the show's out. Rodney Ede in the coach's box oh. yelling at Will Minson. Oh, I don't know. Rocket hates it. And Leon Cameron trying to get him. Rocket, Rocket. Rocket. We can't concentrate. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, see, and that's exactly the stuff that happens in a coach's box. Coaches, like I said yesterday, they're the most competitive beasts in the world. And they say and carry on a, a lot of times where they walk out of the box and go, what did I say? I didn't say that. And they say, yeah, you did. No. And they just get carried away. It's okay. We are going to draw next the last yep. sh- micro share the possibility. Hat sitting at me, staring at me. Your name saying, "Call, pick me." You're going to pick it out today. It's up, you can upset the twenty that miss out. Adam Gilchrist will join us happy. in the back half hour as well, talking all things cricket. We draw it now. Let's get to a break and You're come back. Me. We'll draw it next. This is Scotty and Goss for breakfast. So is he just not working hard? No. No, he's about what? to do winger. Right, okay. No, let's okay. Just sack that. No, no, no. <laughs> this is Rodney Yeade. Rock it, rock it, rock it. We can't think. We can't think. Right. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay. Come on. <laughs> right, okay. How long's Minson been on for? How long's Minson been on for? Right, okay, okay, right up. Murph for, uh, yeah, yeah, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. Okay, now Minson for, um... Get him off. Yeah, um... Get him off! He's coming off. Get, get him back off. off. Get him off. Get him off. Get him off. Rocket, rocket, we can't hear. We can't hear. Minson, get Minson off. Take Minson off now. That's what happens in a coach's box. Yeah, absolutely. I really love that. Rocket, we can't hear. Okay, mate, sorry. 
McCafe iced coffee grafted <laughs> by experts. one of the great men. Smooth and refreshing, mate, just the way you like it. So you're up to sport, I mean. yes, moment. Uh, what about we'll go around the ground shortly as well. Hey, uh, let's draw. So this is it. Can we drum roll, please? Drum yeah. roll, please. There's my hat. What a name so I'm draw- yeah, I know this is over the last few days, four Fantastic. days. Everyone who's been in the draw, and not that one. This is genuine. No, this one's on camera. Hello. Not that one. Shut up. Yeah. Radio. So who is going to join us for the last chance of a micro share? A night on us the Greyhound, Jamie from Bunbury. Jamie, SEN Spirit listener. Now, may I say a big cheerio to the Bunbury audience because on Saturday tomorrow I'm hosting the Bunbury Cup, the Bunbury Turf Club Day at Ascot. Because it is Bunbury Cup Day at Ascot yeah. tomorrow and Bunbury Stakes Day. Huge. So if you're coming up for that, great. But if you're not, the Mighty Black Ducks are down in Bunbury this weekend too. Goss, so Southwest team. Alex Dobell and the team from the Bunbury Turf Club. I'll see you at the races tomorrow. Big day because the race club uh, for the last couple of years have been redoing the track and the, the Bunbury Cup is being t- staged at Ascot too. Great stuff. Right, mate. Draw the $100 tyre power voucher right now. This is over the last few days. From Harris Smith. Boozer's here. Oh, you got a hundred bucks tie about you. No roads in Harris Smith, no, is there's he? Roads, but it's, yes, it's a 15 metre long road and they <laughs> lead to, to the, nowhere. Uh, heads to the pub that's closed. Congratulations to oh, Boozer, well done, Boozer, who's got himself a wonderful tyre power voucher. After the break, news. We'll go around the ground thanks to Rainbird, the intelligent use of water, and also Adam Gilchrist. A reminder that every Friday, Garrick Ibbotson, yourself, Josh Kennedy, and myself will dissect footy from top to toe between seven and eight every Friday. Nothing else. I don't work with JK. That's correct. Mm. So when JK's here, you won't be, and when you're here, JK won't be. Yeah, just don't see eye to eye, and uh, we can't be in the same studio together. Gary Gibson will join us, the team from Fleet that. Network on why. board. Ibo's going to be here, fantastic. Great man, Ibo. Hey, let me and tell you something about Ibo. Stand by, I've got some breaking news in regards to Fleet Network. Watch this space. You caught up with, you put up with Frank yesterday. yesterday we had coffee. Is Ibo going to go on, go on, get the hook? He's out. Oh, no. It's 7.30. Oh, this is probably not the time to talk about it. We are going around the grounds, thanks to Rainbird, the intelligent use of water. And uh, Scotty, um, can I just show you, according to Riley Beveridge on the AFL website, womens.afl, the move is expected to happen at midday today. There is going to be the official opening window of player trade period and signings today for AFLW. He has written... A mega three-club, five-player deal between Collingwood, St Kilda and North Melbourne is set to kick-start the AFLW signing and trade period today. The move is expected to see the Pies secure Tani White and Grace Campbell. The Saints will get Steph Chiocci and oh. Jamie Lambert oh, wow. from Collingwood. Oh, wow. And the Kangaroos will Steph lock away for like Kate Shearlaw. Almost foundation players. Correct. Actually, she's been terrific. So there it is there. So keep an eye on that one. So uh, it would be interesting to see what Fremantle and West Coast do in the AFLW as well. And just quickly around the grounds, Min Woo Lee, four under 68, first round of the uh, Players' Championship, the fifth major, $5 million first prize. And Min Woo Lee had to say this after his very solid opening round of 68. Everything was clicking, uh, especially the putting. I think the putting was really solid. Um, I did change something with my putting. Uh, 
felt like I missed a lot of putts right, so I started lining the ball up and, um, you know, they started online, which I which I thought I was doing without the line, so it was uh, quite nice to actually see the ball rolling on, on the intended line and uh, everything was pretty good, solid off the tee and solid approach play, which is a nice recipe, uh, especially on this course, but uh, overall... There it is there. Congratulations to Min Lee. That's a rock-solid first round. Let's hope he can back it up at TPC. Can I ask you why Luke Shuey wasn't at the captain's day at the MCG yeah. yesterday when well, they sent Liam Duggan? I don't think that's the first time either. Um, I think it's because they were worried about sort of getting on a plane, soft tissue injury and stuff like that, less travel. What does he do him. on the plane? Well, you know. He's sitting in business class. And yeah, but it's muscle stuff, isn't it, and recovery and... You can wear some... Skins. Skins. Yeah, but he's... he's Seriously, he ain't not injured on the plane. Mm. He's professional. So they're not going to take him to Melbourne? Mm. Well, that's ordinary. You're the captain of the football club. You don't send your vice-captain. Well, he's not even vice-captain. Isn't Tom Barris vice-captain? I used to. I think you're captain of the football club, you go, don't you? I would have thought so. But, there's, mate, there's got to be a reason. They don't just he show up. say he was at high risk of injury if there he flew go. to Melbourne. Well, there you go. Well, let's just take it for what it says. Hey, we're in the break. Oh, our boss, Lockie proper. Smith, just walked in and said, guys, I've tripped over on the way in yep. a tyre power voucher. Yep. Going to give another one. Yep. Monty from Pemberton. We drew it in the news as soon as he said that. Congratulations, Monty. He'll be up the tree right now. <laughs> but Monty told us one thing on the radio this that he's a podcast listener because down in the deep bowels of work, mm-hmm. they don't get good mobile reception no or reception. anything. So he goes home and listens to the show on catch-up. And just a reminder, you can listen to any show, any show that's heard or any interview that's heard on our show or our network on the podcast. So download your favourite podcast provider or go to sen.com.au. Roy says Luke Shuey didn't go to Melbourne so he can play in an intra-club game. Yeah, but he – no, no, hang on, Roy, hang on. He could have gone to Melbourne and got on a plane and come home that well, last then, night. Then possibly then he might have been at a high risk maybe. I, I, I don't know. I just think, look, you're the captain of the football club uh, and, a, and a good captain too. He, he no, needs to captain. stand up and and, uh, and be there for that day. I don't know. It's a bit of a nothing day, but it's a perception thing, I think, now. That's all it is. But, you know, at the end of the day, we'll forget about this tomorrow. And uh, as long as he's fit to play round one, that's all the supporters in the football club will be happy with. Yeah, Alex Pierce was there, and speaking of susceptible injury, he's always susceptible. But anyway... I just think your captain goes to that. Anyway, you've spoken, and that's okay. You're allowed to have an opinion. 19 degrees. Heading for a top of 27 degrees. Big weekend uh, coming up uh, in all forms. Of course, a lot of scratch matches, a lot of intra-clubs, uh, waffle clubs. You said your club's going down to Somebody's Bunbury. going down to downtown Bunbury. Yes, yeah, sweet. Uh, they're going to have a run around against Southwesty sort of team. Yep. Jeez, I'll be winning. <laughs> no, you won't beat the SN. You won't beat the Southwest team. <laughs> oh, no. That's... Oh, jeez. <laughs> Craney and Chris will have it all covered, too. Hey, let's get a breakaway. What, what was that movie, The Longest Yard, where the prison wardens uh, had a really strong team and they were going to take on some prisoners as a confidence booster? <laughs> well, said it didn't work out for them. This could happen to the Black Ducks. Let's hope so. 23 away from oh, eight. Hey. Let's get a breakaway and come back because Gilly's waiting for us. This is Scotty and Goss. Scotty and Goss on this Friday and day two of the fourth test is at Menabad, and it was a good day for Australia. To tell us more is our man, Adam Gilchrist, who sat in that chair for a couple of great years. Oh, and I tell you what, yesterday wasn't Jordan Clark shattered <laughs> that he was talking to me and not Gil. You could see the disappointment in his voice. 
Oh, Clarky. How's Clarky going? Is he all right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. sends his best. <laughs> we forged, we, he and I forged quite the bond in the uh, number of interviews that we put together. Josh, didn't we? Oh, uh, 100%. Anyway, well, he was shattered yeah, yesterday, sure Gil, let me tell you, with the news. <laughs> oh, <laughs> unlikely, mate. I reckon there's a, a bit of footy royalty sitting there at the moment that would uh, float his boat a little bit more. But, um, yeah. Yeah, big day yesterday for the Aussies over there. Fantastic position they find themselves in. Eh? After after day one, on it, it almost seemed like normal test cricket for a day. Yeah, uh, very, very true. On steroids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gilly, just in regards to the Australian team and and their, what they want to achieve with this, if they come away with a a win in this test match and then draw the series to all, when it has certainly been set up for for India. To, I mean, they've, they've, they've taken the border Gavaskar, but it's been set up for India to almost whitewash Australia. They must come away with it thinking it's been a damn good tour for them if they can draw it to all. I totally agree, Josh. I think uh, particularly given where it was after the first two games, and, and it was heavily stacked against them, wasn't it? The, the conditions, the, the pitches, let's be honest, were, um, well, one of them's been rated poor by the match referee, Chris Board, so that's going to cop the eye of the ICC. It should do anyway. It may not. <laughs> but uh, they're, 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 even the fir- first two pitches were, were a bit of a lottery. I, I think that's probably what it does do. It, it makes the game a little bit of a lottery. In Australia, we're in the contest in the first two, but then you know, one bad hour uh, in both games, really, cost them those two tests. So the series has gone, all of a sudden players are injured, Pat comes home for obvious reasons and, and there's no other option other than to do that. Uh, and it looked, and then a few selections that were a little bit, um, had question marks. So they can salvage a lot out of it. I, I think the one bit of scrutiny, even if they, you know, if they do win this last test, the bit of scrutiny would be around selection. Um, that's what they'd need to just have a little look at and, and work out you know, did they get that right? Uh, it, it, what does it matter really now? Whether you know, talk about Travis Head in that first test, he's back in the team and he's found a little spot there on this tour at the top, and then I, I assume he'll slot back in at number five in the Ashes tour. So um, that might have been one that they just got wrong a little bit at the start. But gee, there's a lot to gain out of it, and all credit to them for for being able to to, to flip it around to this point. Still a long way to go in this game, though. Yeah, too nice, Gilly. You're too nice again. They balls that right up early, and there should be some uh, serious. Uh, well, they should really look into it big time. But I'll tell you what, uh, Usman Khawaja has seen them like watermelons yesterday. It was fantastic. He's still at the crease, 104 not out. And then Cam Green coming in and going, as Goss would say, whackety whack whack with a 49 unbeaten. <laughs> uh, both seen them really well. And we're in a really good spot. That sounds like Fox cricket analysis, that. Yeah. <laughs> that was, Some of our that, finest work. That was SEN's cricket analysis by number one caller, <laughs> T. Gossage. Yeah, well, he did that. He scored at a rate that was uh, just under a run of ball. So that allowed, um, you know, and helped Usman get through to a personal milestone. But um, it doesn't seem like, as much as Usman uh, celebrates beautifully, he just looks happy and and. Uh, looks like he really appreciates everything that comes his way, but uh, I'm sure the personal milestones don't really float uh, Usman's boat. It's more about the team effort, and he just provides such a calmness. Usman, doesn't he? Since he's come back in a couple of years ago, he's added a lot of um, 
a lot of sort of a sensible mindset to that team and a balanced approach and a, a really calm outlook on everything to do with cricket or, mm. or mm. life. And that comes with a bit of experience and age, doesn't it? So he's appreciative uh, and he's a world-class player. And uh, the fact that he's broken free from the stigma of not being able to play spin bowling, I think he's answered that, that, that question very, very well. And uh, it's just vitally important. It's going to be vitally important for the next um, what's coming up in the next six months as well over there in England. Australia resume at four for 255. You hear all the action on SEN, of course, and on the SEN network over there at Medibat. Cam Green, nice little slot back in, 49 knot, 64 balls, eight fours. He didn't mess about it. He got straight on the front foot. He did. It's a big front foot. It's a big, uh, <laughs> big effort to get that front foot down the, down the track. i tell you what has come to the fore, hasn't it, in the last, uh, well, this this tour, um, the importance of that man, Cam Green, young man, young shoulders, uh, seems to have a bit more of a wiser head than his age suggests, but um, the importance of him to the Australian cricket team, because without him in those first two tests, that just really threw the balance out, particularly in the absence of Mitchell Stark. So, uh, Green is just a, he's, a, he's an opening bowler in any other test lineup, uh, and he's a top you know, top five or six batter in any test lineup, and it adds an extra player to your to your setup. And without him, I think we realised how seamlessly he has come into that role over the previous couple of seasons, and just grown. It's almost like he develops with every innings, and you're on that journey with him. And um, he's going to be vitally important for this team uh, over the next ten years, really. And uh, he's just he's just so it's, talk about Usman's calmness with age. He's just got a sense of uh, yeah. that serene sort of um, just a sense of not really caring what's going on around him. I'm sure I, I do know talking to him, his heart's going a bit quicker than what it looks, but he's, um, he's a mature cricketer and, and really important bat ball, uh, catching, just a, a great athlete. He's not dissimilar to how it is in the studio during the breaks. It's just a calm serenity about the whole place. <laughs> <laughs> you and no, you and no, Gil. Um, Don't say anything. <laughs> Just get I'm on the just plane. Gonna sit back and, I'm just going to sit back and let see where this goes. This <laughs> it'll go. To, it'll go to the same place during the break. After this, I'm about to get told something. <laughs> hey, Gil, I know both sides have to uh, have to bat on the on the wicket, just so we can have a look at you know what's a competitive score or not. But you've seen the wicket; you know it better than anyone else. Uh, what's a competitive score? What would you be happy with Australia making? Mate. Scotty, I'll pull you out there. Anthony Albanese knows more about that wicket than me. I've never been to that ground. Um, And he had a good close look at it all. It looked like he looked at every blade of glass. (laughs) Both both teams have to get off the ground. Both teams weren't allowed to warm up on the ground. No, they warmed up out the back. He was on the Batmobile. Because Elbow was out there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and and Mr. Modi, yeah. uh, man, uh, made the, the stadium. Prime yeah. he, he made the stadium and chose to name it after himself. So, <laughs> so humility there. Um, hey, hey, I made it. I'm calling it myself. Yeah, it's mine. It's mine. <laughs> it's, um, but cheap, uh, impressive looking stadium. Yeah, very, huge, good. Yeah, very good. Very good. Well, but, but there was a lot of discussion, wasn't there, about the record Test match crowd was under threat. Uh, I think that's at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, isn't it? 91,000 yep. in an Ashes series uh, about a decade or so ago. Yep. Um, yeah, that fizzled out, didn't it? <laughs> what did they get? 50 grand? Yeah. 50 grand. 50,000 in India is like 30 people turning up in Australia. That's, that's <laughs> showing up, at, uh, showing up um, at Barnett Stadium here in Optus. Right, that's all. <laughs> There's a name. There's a naming opportunity. Hey, where are you off to, Gil? I'm uh, 
heading over to Lismore, my hometown, northern New South Wales, uh, about to jump on the bird. And we've organised, uh, in conjunction with the Lismore City Council, I'm pretty good mates with the mayor there, who um, who tragically lost his house and, he, and his business, his coffee shop, in the floods of a year ago. Uh, so he, uh, with the rest of Lismore, is doing the, the rebuild continues, Scotty. It's a year on since those devastating floods and um, only about 50% of the businesses have, have opened up again in wow. the city. Um, there's a world of hurt. There's still people without um, a house or housing. Um, so we've put together a, a T20 match. It's going to be a bit of a community event and uh, a few mates of mine. I've gone into the little black book and dialed a few numbers and I found Ponting there and uh, and a whole lot of others. A few current, some more, more contemporary players, Dan Christian, Chris Lynn. Uh, Steve O'Keefe, uh, who's probably more in my age bracket than, than the current players. Oh, we still, like Sop. Still keeps playing. We like hey, him. Yeah, we had him and, on and, the other week. We like him. And you're three times fitter than Sop, too, just quietly. <laughs> I might be. I might be. <laughs> but um, it's funny in the uh, WhatsApp group that we had put together for it just to keep everyone informed, a bit of the banter going on there. And um, <laughs> Jason Gillespie throws out the question, what have I got to bring, Gil? And Steve O'Keefe just replies, your best circuit gear, Dizzy, meaning getting out on the town. And there's not much of a circuit in Lismore. Said, don't, worry about, don't worry about the career gear, just bring your going out gear because we're going to be very social about it. We're going to mix with the locals and good give stuff. them a good time. Yeah. So uh, hopefully it brings a bit of relief to the people who are yeah. still in a world of hurt up there. Mum yeah. and dad are still up there. So yeah, I'll, be, I'll be sleeping in my old home bedroom. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. You'll cool. uh, bring a smile to a lot of faces, mate. It's a great yeah. thing you're doing. Hey, well done, Gilly. And before we let you go, I know you get on that plane to Lismore, the fundraiser for floods for, for Lismore out there. Uh, just a quick one, WA, another title. Fantastic achievement to win yeah. the Marsh One Day Cup. Yeah, absolutely. They're just sort of ticking them off, aren't they? What a team. It was, uh, well, I think, what, 10 of 11 have played international cricket. So they're in the sweet spot. They've worked hard for a long time to build this this unit. Uh, stems right back to JL's time there and uh, coaching and, and nurturing the young talent. And it's all developed now into... Fine young men, that's what they are. Mature cricketers, brilliant people, uh, really tight-knit group. So um, what's that, uh, two out of three, and there's uh, a Shield final coming up soon. Hopefully they can close that out. But nothing but love and support for those blokes. They are ripping people, ripping unit, uh, really well-led administratively and, and in their leadership too with Adam Burgess. Uh, brilliant stuff, mate. Uh, Mr Gilchrist, uh, seat 1A. Mr Gilchrist, seat 1A, <laughs> waiting for you to board. The plane is uh, wanting to take off, please. Seat 1A, Mr Gilchrist. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. All right. I'll go and get on it. Right. <laughs> hey, no point arguing. No point arguing. <laughs> hey, appreciate your time. Enjoy and uh, well done on what you're doing over there in the hometown of Lismore, mate. Thanks for joining us today. Great stuff, Gil. Good boys, good to chat. Here's Gilly, Adam Gilchrist. Uh, what a what a wonderful gesture by he and Ricky Ponting and some, uh, as he said, more modern day uh, players to to raise some money for his hometown. Amazing what decimated. they can do for the people. Eh? Like we've exactly seen it right. before. They just go there, him. out of there. That's him, mate. It goes over and above, and he didn't. He didn't tell us he was doing that. We had to prize it out of him as to why he was going somewhere. Yeah, but many others would be like, "Hey, hey, guys, hey. you know what I've done? <laughs> hey. You know what I'm doing? Hey, you're looking at uh, he's right a great here. man, Gil, and uh, good luck to all the people there at Lismore. Uh, let's get a break away. Uh, your call is thirteen twelve fifty five. Thirteen twelve fifty five. If we were on the plane, yeah, he's one A. Yeah, you reckon you and I? I'm B. One B. Yeah. Well, we flew. Can I just uh, tell you? Got fifty three. Really quickly. We flew across to the Big Bash final in Adelaide, mm. and I was 27C, and he was 
one A. Yeah. What? No. He used points to upgrade me. Oh. I ate and drank like a king. What? We have no recollection <laughs> of the Big Bash final. <laughs> this is Scotty and Goss. I'm struggling today. Could have, could have a Barocca. White Yeah, shirt. I know, some meetings. Your head's shrunk. I can't on any of my shirts, mate. But Your head has shrunk. That's <laughs> where I lose my weight first. I lose it in my head. Seven down. Wow. I've got to get a few more. Oh, yeah. No, but then no. the weekend, weekend pops up. I don't doubt. They all lost a tree. I've seen, I've saw it a few years ago. The kids climbed up. Well, they got around the, the bend. Yeah. And they went, nah. Have you seen people try and come down while someone's trying to go yeah. up around them? Mate. There's no, like, no, no net or anything. There's no safety harness. It's not just at all. Sticks sticking it's out of a, a tree. There's a sign that says, oh, Stupid, you want to climb this? You're doing it at your own risk. Gary, good morning. Heat and pressure on West Coast Eagles. A two win season, that's just extraordinary. From a champion data point of view, one player improved himself last year on that Eagles list. One. His name's Tom Barras. On their ratings, everyone else went backwards. Who's winning it, you two? And go out there with Brisbane, yeah, but Brisbane. with no confidence, as I said earlier, I guess. Fair enough, I like it. I'll write it down so that I can bring it back up. <laughs> one of hey, those plays. Adam Gilchrist. Anthony Albion. He knows more about that uh-huh. than me. Like, he looked at every blade of glass. <laughs> and, and Mr. Modi. He made the stadium and chose to name it after himself. So <laughs> there's humility there. Um, 50,000 in India is like 30 people turning up in Australia. That's, that's <laughs> showing up at uh, 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 Barnett Stadium here at Optus. No, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and if Fernando Mick uh, salutes on the night, we'll give you an extra 300 bucks each. Now, we're paying people to hang out with us. Oh, it's, this must remind you of school. That's right, back at you for the fat joke. Snap Fitness is on a mission that helps you feel fantastic. What a great couple of hours. Snap Fitness is with you every step of the way. Snapfitness.com.au. Snap Fitness, good luck to Wiley Girl. Races tomorrow at Ascot. Wiley Girl, owned by Rob Wiley. It's oh, yes. The, the dam of the horse is Marcia Lady, his late uh, wife who lost a battle with cancer. So good luck fantastic. to Fantastic. What Rob. a beautiful lady she was. Good luck, Robbie. Yeah, it's going to need some luck. It's trained by Simon Miller. Hey, well done, the boys. <laughs> fantastic. Have a great day. See you at the races tomorrow, Bunbury Cup people. Yeah, have, have a, a great, great one. Weekend, Scotty. All the best. Nice Great shoot. weekend, everyone. Nice shoot.